All right. I freaking love this company. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. They've been doing it since how long, guys? Uh, right? You go, Wow, we, we, are, we are not on our, uh, on our toes this morning. Since I didn't 1972. Know gonna be, I didn't know there was going to be test questions with the F. <laughs> this is proving if you guys really pay attention if I do the reads or if you just wait to cut in and cut me off. That's the second one. It's <laughs> the second one. Did you really think that there was another option? Like, <laughs> there's another answer. Denver Rubber Company since 1972 has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. They're also your one-stop shop for anything that has to do with snow plows. Be sure to call them today for any snow plow needs, custom gaskets. I'm pretty sure they can literally do whatever project you are trying to get done. Poses, et cetera, 1-800-259-0010, or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR. Tell them who sent you. So wait a minute, what, what are we... <coughs> I've, I've floated this out a few times. No answer ever given. What are we going to have Denver Rubber Company make for us? Um, that, that's a great question. Can they, make some great sort question. Of, can they make some sort of basketball? Or Yeah, they... this is where I reveal that I don't quite understand how Denver Rubber Company works. <laughs> I know you should go to them. Um, if you're a working person that actually needs physical objects uh, made for them in the real world. Well, yeah, we, we haven't done many, like, like anything that would require hand like labor. <laughs> it's uh, not yes, that's true. Being, I, I, th- I feel like being, uh, you know, quarantined into our apartments has uh, only exacerbated that. But it seems like we could come up with something we could have Denver Rubber Company make for us. Come on, let's think about no, it. A new a, a car protector for Adam, so that his daughter can. <laughs> a thick layer of rubber between the screwdriver. All right, well, Denver Rubber a Company. thick layer of rubber on this whole car. <laughs> yeah, we're, we would like you to cover Adam's car in rubber. Please, Denver Rubber Company. Yeah, that might be the best we've got. I don't know how uh, what else we got here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, welcome into the show. DNVR Nuggetcast, of course. Harrison Wind here. This is, uh, what is today? Today is Wednesday. To Does it even upper... matter? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. Uh, to my upper left, his hair is uh, in fine form this morning. Never seen <laughs> volume quite like this, but it's Eric Weedham. I don't think this counts as volume. Like I, I don't think that uh, bedhead for, can... for you. This is volume. <laughs> yeah, no, those are that's a thick quaff job right there. This is a Denver rubber uh, company job, right? To, the... <laughs> uh, to my bottom, <laughs> to my bottom. <laughs> on the bottom of my screen, it's uh, Brendan Vote. Hey guys, hanging out down here on the bottom. <laughs> Would you please change your uh, Twitter bio to that? <laughs> the bottom. Hanging out. Brendan has a uh, a button down collared shirt on this morning. Yeah. I couldn't. Impressed. Yeah, don't be impressed. That was a scramble to find a clean shirt before this podcast. <laughs> we are presented, of course, by Illegal Pete's, home of the store. A lot of. And tantalizing <laughs> topics that uh, we'll be getting to on today's show. 
But um, how are we doing? I feel like it's been a while since we had a true quarantine update. So, Eric, you, how are we doing? Have you tweeted out a quarantine video this morning? Yet, no, I, I, I'm going to. I, I, so you want to just give us like a some sort of update here and now? Well, the thing is with my quarantine videos is that I make a point to not think at all about what I'm going to talk about until I yeah. record. Kind of like the first segment of this podcast. Yeah, I would say most of my life actually falls into that category. Mm. Uh, so um, I think today I would, that's the thing is that like, um, it really is, uh, every day really is the exact same day as the day that followed, that preceded it and the day that will follow it. Incredible. So I find myself um, not wanting to make the same video over and over, but I, I might make the same video that I've already made, right? <laughs> Just talk, I, like, I have no real updates. Like I'm, I'm working on my computer. I, I'm actually finding it. Like, are you guys finding it difficult to be creative and do things, or are you finding it a bit easier to do things? I have more time to do stuff, but getting creative juices flowing, I'm with you, Eric. Right. I'm in a sort of uh, limbo right now, I feel. Dude, I'm in a yeah. funk. Like, yeah. I've, I've been like, I've been like laying on the couch for like an aggressively long time, and then I get up and I'm like, oh man. And then I don't even feel bad. I just like roll into the next thing where I don't quite get it done. Yeah, I don't, is that is that just that's not just me? No, oh, it's no. not you. I feel like that's all of us right now. It, it's a weird time. I thought I, mean, I really thought I I would become a creative dynamo and like have all of these all yeah. of my. But it's I'm having a, I don't know. It's like well, I've it's been funny. exposed. I, yeah, I think everybody's feeling that because in the times that we're in, guys, um, <laughs> you would expect something like podcast downloads to be up, mm. but. Like podcast downloads are down across the board. And I think what that says is people listen to podcasts like on their commute to work. Oh, for sure. Maybe while they're working. But there's just not that routine right now. So I think a lot of people are just kind of struggling with routine. I think a a lot of people too, myself included, were lying to themselves about what they would do if they had nothing but time. <laughs> like, as I have not learned a new language. Uh, but this I, is different. This is different. This is like, um, I, I get, this is like being in prison. Like we should all definitely um, like go out to the yard and start lifting weights and come out of this thing jacked. It's just like prison. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a lot more FIFA, I think, than they are. But I see your yeah. point. Yeah, well, um, it's yeah, it's t- so I'm gl- I guess I'm glad to hear that, but maybe not that glad. Yeah, there's a there, I, I've entered the quarantine malaise. We're the, I'm the er- early season Denver Nuggets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had a question. A quarantine update video, Eric. Um, you're living in a freaking penthouse apparently, which oh, I I had no idea of until that video. Yeah, like you didn't know. I mean, I'm I'm on the second to top floor. Yeah, like uh, it's uh, my whole place is windows. So this is my desk. Here, let me. Uh, so that's. Oh man, he's flexing on us. So he's yeah. not lying. Yeah, like I. Yeah, I mean, this is why I live here. Like, just I, your little artist's nest. Yeah. So, sky. My, so my my desk, I just sit and I look at the Capitol like all day. And that's such a really cool unobstructed view. And cool. it, yeah, it is cool. And you know, and then I and then I get cup. I, I fall into malaise and I get nothing done. So it's great. Well, I feel like that'd be a place to get the uh, creative juices flowing. <laughs> you no would, excuses, Eric. No <laughs> excuses. <laughs> well, I don't have. I listen. I don't have excuses, and not only do I not have excuses, I have people that are just constantly yelling at me to make stuff. So 
Um, I really need to get my act together. I I haven't asked you for anything in weeks. Have you noticed that? No. Oh, shit. (laughs) I was hoping that would earn me some friendship points. (laughs) I don't mind when people ask. I like when people ask me because it gives me purpose, but I'm um, losing. Well, no, I'm just losing the will to live. So that's Mm. like like, (laughs) a little draining on the work front. It's like a a little bit of an an impediment. One of the things that's keeping my will to live alive is or was Love is Blind, which has tragic and we wrapped it up last <laughs> night on DNVR RIPs. Anybody I was legitimately this. upset that we're no longer watching Love is Blind. It was like one of the things I really had to look forward to. Well go ahead, Bennett. Oh I just I've said it before, but I'm so grateful for DNVR watches and these Zoom meetings because otherwise like I don't need to know what day of the week or what time it is. And it's crazy how it all folds together seven days of a week like that. But DMVR Watches has kept me like, all right, I've got stuff to do today, whether that's actually true or not. Well, and plus DMVR Gaming, right? Like we're getting, uh, you guys are like really getting like a, a foundation of tournament play. Yeah, that's actually there. keeping us busy. Can the that's NHL gonna, tournament off the ground, some FIFA yeah. tournaments. Yeah, That's going to be a big deal, I think, for the company in general. Like if you guys are gamers out there, uh, and you're interested in not only having a community, but also having events and tournaments and things that like uh, up the ante a little bit on on being just a general gamer. Like, if you're not already following DNVR Gaming, you should do that because there's cool stuff coming out. So, how did you guys do on your Love Is Buying predictions with the couples? Did anyone shock you? Did you get it? Were you expecting it all? I mean, Kelly and Kenny was probably <laughs> a shocker, but. Seemed like things were trending that way, right? Like over the last two episodes. You know? I love, I love just like the, uh, just like the plain face reporting of this. Like you were talking, yeah, yeah. like Giannis and LeBron. You're like, well, <laughs> like when he well, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think Giannis was going to LA until like he had that Instagram comment, and then there was that tampering charge. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, Kelly and Kenny. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's some salary cap issues. <laughs> yeah, I think they just realized at the end they just could not win a ring together, and. Uh, <laughs> Wow, and that's I, incredible. They had to go their separate ways and uh, they literally go, to bigger, go to bigger markets. She was out from <laughs> wow. the she was out from the jump. She never wanted in. She just wanted the trip to Mexico. They saw but, she, she had a feeling that he was not going to be able to perform in Game Seven and just wow. had to get out. Of I there. agree. I think that's a, a roundabout way of saying what really happened. Can you imagine um, somebody that was pre disappointed in your performance without? <laughs> Just explain yeah. to you that you thought that you she was worried that you were going to be bad, so she just didn't want to be even take part. Like that, um, I live that, in that place, Eric. I can't. <laughs> that that friends is what they call um, a red flag. Like Kenny, what, what are you doing, man? Like you, you you follow that all the way to the end with that explanation. Kenny just wanted to hang out with her parents. That's all. He just wanted some wholesome <laughs> interaction in his life. Yeah. Some stock, some I said stock this on the, uh, the the. The post show Love is Blind uh, podcast last night, but Kenny's definitely going to end up with either Kelly's sister or just another <laughs> member of Kelly's family. They like you so much. Wow, that, that would be uncomfortable, but I'm here for it. Love is Blind, too. Kenny's going to officiate her actual wedding. 
<laughs> and then still just hold out hope against hope that it could still yeah. work out. <laughs> like, Call her a good friend a couple of times. Yeah, he'll be like, does anyone have an issue with this? Just hold for a little too long. <laughs> Speak now. Yeah. What a stupid an incredible show. Series. An incredible series. <laughs> I know. So sorry. Like, are people watching this with us? Like, let us know. Um, we're we're definitely we're choosing another series and we're we're debating whether or not not just us but the the slack at large debating the type of show that we should be watching like if we should continue down this road of garbage and then use yes yeah i'll twitter. answer that and for use, you yeah <laughs> and then use twitter as a as a way to just fire off joke after joke after joke or if we need to raise the the level of taste no, you, you got to keep it low our our fan base it's denver sports fans what do we know about Denver sports fans and, and their television? Nothing. It's fragmented. You know what I mean? We got to hit the lowest common denominator. Plus, hate watching stuff together. Like, I kind of want to watch, like, the Breaking Bads of the world on my own, at my own speed, on my own time. But this is perfect. This, this terrible, junky garbage television. Yeah, I mean, we have to have a show where we can, uh, yeah. Make we fun have to have people. a show where we can. We can dunk on people and just make them. <laughs> I guess that's true. It's not as funny. I think that will be the next show. There is something um, great about it. I love Love is Blind. I was looking forward to watching Love is Blind. I was looking forward to... Oh, shit. Um, I was looking forward to watching Love is Blind more than uh, the 2009 playoffs. <laughs> although, yeah, me too, man. Although, to be fair, to be fair to everyone involved, you were in on Love Is Blind before the quarantine hit. I was giving you a hard time about Love Is Blind like months ago, and um, so this is you're in heaven. But the rest of us, you've like drugged the rest of us down to your level. But it's it's been fun. I have to say, it has been fun. <laughs> Definitely has been fun. Definitely has been fun. Well, let's hit a quick break, and uh, I promise we'll get to some Nuggets talk on the other side, guys. Uh, Breck Brew, their farmhouse is still open, located in Littleton. Hit them up, 303-803-1380. You can get curbside pickup. They're still open. You also can get $5 off when you mention DNVR, some of my personal favorites, the ribs, the fish and chips, house smoked chicken wings. They got a big menu uh, for their pickup, so support them in these times just like you guys are supporting us. Have you guys gotten Denver Rubber Company, or not Denver Rubber Company, delivered at all? Are you guys in the delivery radius? Yeah, I am. It's really good, dude. The smoked wings are fire. The barbecue platter is worth it. You can get the beer with it as well. Um, it was, yeah, it was good fresh food, and I'm tired of cooking for myself. <laughs> Harrison, you know my roommate is tired of me eating beans, just cans and cans <laughs> of beans consecutively. Yeah, so I, I changed it up with some fresh cornbread <laughs> and some barbecue. Yo, Brendan is like really, really like legitimately into yeah. beans. Like he well, really likes beans. <laughs> I'm broke. My girlfriend's Brazilian and we're quarantined. And I do What's believe it? that's the holy trinity for beans. Um, oh. No, there's no holy trinity for beans. The holy trinity for beans is broke, destitute, and in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just like eating it out of a can? <laughs> refried, refried beans, bro. Great quarantine food. Don't sleep. Unbelievable. Nobody. So's Breck Brew. <laughs> Yo, Breck Brew. Honestly, like when we went to the farmhouse, um, it's not like pub food that they have there. It's like no, not at all. It's yeah. like Restaurant it's like food. it's really really high end. It's like I mean, I was very impressed by absolutely everything we got. It was like um, 
I mean, it's like really good food. And so, so and good. not only that, it's like a really good, you know, it's funny now to, to think about these companies that we love and support anyway as needing our support as almost charity situations. But it really is a situation where if you like Breck Brew and you want Breck Brew to continue being a thing, you should order food from them. You should yeah. buy you should food from them. You should, yeah, like help them out. Help them out because they help us out. And we, you know, unless we're talking about Love is Blind, we try to help you out. And also, I don't care how good of a cook you are. It's got to get tiring at some point, no matter how good of a cook you are. Oh, well, yeah. There's no doubt about it. it so really hit up Breck Beans. <laughs> yeah. Also, guys, Strava Craft Coffee. You everything you need to do. Strava Craft Coffee still going strong. Right now, you guys can purchase online for 20% off using the code DNVR20. Core Strava Craft Coffee, packed with CBD. It's a great way to get your morning started. It's how DNVR members get their morning started with Strava Craft Coffee. The winners get their morning started. Yeah. How winners. winners. And all our members are winners. We're all winners. <laughs> CBD, of course, is non psychoactive, and you can purchase Strava Craft Coffee online for 20% off using the code DNVR20. All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast, joined by Eric Weedham and Brendan Vote. Let's get into some Nuggets talk. Biggest story right now around the team. Nuggets general manager, Arturis Karnishevis. Seems like he's the top candidate for the uh, Bulls GM opening or executive vice president of basketball operations opening, I think is the correct title. Brendan, is this a done deal? Like, is he going to Chicago? Are we? Are, are the Nuggets going to lose uh, Arturis? I would brace for it. Done deal maybe seems a little strong, but, I mean, we outlined this together on a pod recently, man. He is, A, a very qualified candidate, right? If not, maybe their top or preferred candidate, as we're learning now. And, B, that Bulls job, as, as Woj was reporting just earlier this – or last week, that's still a job that's viewed as a top job around the league. Yeah. Um, that that's still a big market and a, a premier, I think, turnaround job. We know these guys are like architects, like they like to get in there and it's one thing to win a championship, but I think real roster builders love the challenge of a rebuild and doing one successfully in a place like Chicago with all that history um, and all that money for probably more importantly, that's Definitely. just something he's got to, got to consider. Definitely. It seems like he'd be a guy that would embrace a rebuild as well and be in for that. And, like, he checks a lot of boxes that a team like the Bulls, who are rebuilding, should be looking for. A good record in the draft, scouting background. He was an international scout with the Rockets. That's kind of yeah. uh, a big part of his makeup. He's well-respected throughout the league. He's got a lot of experience as well. Like, he's been in a GM role for a couple of years, which a lot of guys in the league who are not first in command in their front offices have not. So, I think it's really likely he gets the job. Um, I'd be curious to see who he takes or if he takes anybody from the Nuggets front office with him. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I assume the Nuggets will fill that position internally if they can. So when you say, does he take anyone with him? Um, you know, I'm wondering where does this leave Calvin Booth if Arturius does leave and, and does he slide up into that sort of one B kind of command role? You know, I don't know if you've had any thoughts or, or if you hear anything, 
in the reporting grapevines about uh, about what they'll do if they do lose Arturis. Yeah, I think it would be Calvin Booth to slide up from assistant GM to general manager. I think the Nuggets would fill that internally. They're high on Booth. They really like him. He's probably a little oversuited for an assistant GM yeah, role that's true. as we currently sit. He could probably get a GM role with a, a bunch of other teams. He's that well-regarded. He's kind of an up-and-comer. You know, you think about Calvin, Calvin Booth, he, he's been with – for a few years, but he's a pretty young executive. I right. mean, he's 43 years old, and he stopped playing in the league in 2009. So that, he's that a pretty uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty young executive. Like he was guarding Yao Ming in 2000. Yao Ming, 2005. Yeah, we also had a really fun conversation with him about I think who the strongest or hardest guys to guard were, and I was oh, thinking yeah. he would say Shaq, and he said Tim Duncan, right? He just said he was strong as a root. That's what I remember. Calvin's a Jokic. Yeah, maybe. Calvin's a huge dude, man. He's a true Goliath. Um, I'm trying to think. Was it Minnesota that wanted permission to speak with Calvin Booth recently? Yeah, they did before they hired Gershon Rosas. That's right. From Houston because Calvin Booth spent a huge chunk of his career, or or not a huge chunk, but played – for uh, the Timberwolves for a couple years and was in their front office as well, I believe, before arriving in Denver. So I'm sorry, uh, my uh, internet cut out there for a minute. So if I'm repeating something you mentioned, then just tell me. But um, who was it that was after Arturis hot and heavy last year? A lot of teams, yeah. It's been a bunch of teams. So he was a finalist for the Bucks. GM job in 2017, and that's when uh, the Nuggets bumped him up to general manager from assistant GM. And then uh, the 76ers were hot after him before they hired Elton Brand, but he pulled out of that. So they can't – they really can't hold off this. This is going to happen at some point, right? The Nets were interested in him before they hired Sean Marks, so this is going to happen at some point. And I don't don't know, guys. I kind of gather that – I feel like it's time. I, I feel like it's time for him to spread his wings if he wants, you know, if he, if he wants to run a basketball operations department. Like, this seems like the time, I feel like. What do you, what do you, what, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Brendan. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, it's no matter what professional or personal terms you may be on with that person in the Pobo slot, the 1A slot, there's got to be a little bit of frustration in being that close to the ultimate decision maker seat. Um, but ultimately not having that that voice. And, and, you know, Arturis is a guy, like we've said, who is smart enough, capable enough, experienced enough to run the show. And just I think just the same as a player, man. Like Mason Plumley has come in here, talked, said all the right things about being a backup, but admitted he'd prefer to be a starter. And, and you know, I think front office guys probably have that, that same mentality. Yeah, it really comes down to and, – and I'm curious – if you guys have a sense of this, like what that working relationship looks like with Tim Connolly, it seems like it's like really uh, collaborative and that um, it's not really a monarchy that Tim Connolly isn't just, I mean, he's not the just, you know, gathers info and then makes all the decisions. It sounds like it's everybody sort of makes the decisions together. Um, I'm really, you know, I, I hate the idea of losing the chemistry that that front office has created over the over the years and i'm hoping that arturis um recognizes the rarity of what it is they've been able to put together and and wants to 
you know, keep that. But at the same point in time, it, like you said, you just don't know <clears throat> what, what's motivating him, like what he's looking for ultimately in his career. Um, does he want to be that the guy? And, and also, Eric, you know, I've said it a couple of times, but when you're talking, when you're comparing the Bulls and the Nuggets, you know, money, you know, money is probably a big factor for anyone here because that's going to be a big margin between the, the essentially assistant Pobo job in Denver and, you know, the, the full deal in Chicago. Yeah. And also, you know, if you want to talk about cities where there's a large population of, um, for, of Europeans and, uh, foreign basketball fans like that Arthur is probably you know can relate to even more than the Denver fan base I mean that Chicago is probably one of the top spots he could land oh yeah Uh, what a bummer though I don't I I hate thinking about this it bums me out like you know we didn't even get a full season (laughs) Um, I know (laughs) (laughs) of watching them you know at dealing with this last season I mean we're gonna we're officially gonna deal with this forevermore until he just takes a job so then it'll get really interesting, right? Because then there will, whether this is fair or not, we'll get maybe more of a sense of, of what was, what was a Tim decision versus what was an Arturis decision. Um, I know. I don't want to find decisions that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because I think you, you brought that up earlier. Like they, I, I think this front office is super collaborative and they do take everybody's opinion. And it's not just Tim Connolly as right. a, a dictator and just making every decision without any input from the rest of his team. That's not what it is. It's a super collaborative approach. But there, of course, and I know this for a fact, we all do. There have been things they've differed on. They're, they have had a difference of opinion on the decisions before. And, you know, they've come together to, to come to a mutual agreement and a decision. But, you know, there's been differences, as I think, you know, two guys with as much experience as them two would naturally have. So. Yeah, I agree. It will be interesting to see what this front office looks like if he does leave, but it see, does just seem like a matter of time. When I used to spend my time arguing on Facebook about the Nuggets, before I met you guys and I argued in, in person about the Nuggets. Um, that sounds like a dark time. Yeah, dude. It, was, it was a dark time. It arguing dark. about the Nuggets on Facebook. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was a really dark time. It was a really dark experience. Time. Yeah, well, that, listen, um, you guys don't know, and Brendan, you have no idea what it is to be searching for Nuggets community. And, uh, you know, there's not, it's not like, other sports here i mean you know that now but you walked into a community uh but like when you're just looking for people to talk about the nuggets with like you you turn to dark places facebook being one of them <laughs> i believe it so i would talk about um this is like when things were really dark when uh mike malone first came on and people wanted to be fired and blah 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 i mean it's a lot like twitter but it's worse somehow because you're always talking to the same people but anytime that i would stick up for tim conley because i'm a big tim conley believer and i just really i like everything that guy's about people would always argue with me and tell me that tim donovan mitchell (laughs) yeah but they would say that uh you know getting Jokic was all from arturis that fully mm. came from, that was his scouting job and tim Connolly cannot take credit for Jokic because that's all arturis and so but i don't get that sense like tim Connolly's all about scouting he's all about, he's always overseas watching people like um i believe that arturis also has a, a great scouting eye and obviously is focused on europe which is um you know good for denver uh and would probably be also really good for chicago but i i, I don't I don't get the sense we'd have a huge drop off. It's just, I, I just like the idea of having a lot, as many good minds in the room as possible. Yeah. 
No, he, he is, like, as well-connected probably as anybody is in Europe or tourists. But Tim as well. And, um, I mean, those guys both have scouted internationally for years and years and years. And they both, you know, were in on – thought there was something to Nikola Jokic. Not in All-NBA game, but they thought there was something. I believe both of them did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him, but I'm also rooting that he doesn't get it. So I don't know how, I don't know where that shakes out. Yeah, I just get the sense that it's a matter of time. And this seems like a great opening. And the, the funny thing about Chicago is they've been bad for a while, but at least in the past, their executives have gotten a really long runway. You right. Know? Oh. Yeah. An inexplicably long runway. <laughs> the longest runway. <laughs> and they've got good pieces, man. Like if you're starting a rebuild, you're not starting from scratch right now with the asset chest yeah. they have. You've got Zach Levine. You got Wendell Carter. Yeah. Uh, that might be about it. But no, who, those are that, two nice pieces. But who's the uh the tall blonde Lord, Laurie Markinen. Markinen. He had a, a down year. You'd be yeah. you'd be working low if you're moving him. But um yeah, there's there's it's not nothing. It's not the Knicks job. Put it that way. <laughs> How sad that the Nick that's like such a, a terrible destination, the Knicks. That should be a primo spot, man. I kind of like, like top. where it is. I kind of I kind of love I, that. The, the, Knicks, the Schadenfreude, yeah. That, yeah. that feels good. No, I don't know. It's fun, especially because like I grew up in Jersey and, yeah. and the, the New York, whether it's bandwagoning or like elitism with their fan stuff is just like it's insufferable. <laughs> The one year that Melo wasn't a horrendous <laughs> best player as a Nick and they made it to the playoffs, you would have thought they won the finals. So I, I get a lot of joy out of this. It's fun to have an elite franchise be perpetually horrendous. Yeah, it does feel it does feel good to know. It is. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. The top executives don't want to go there because of the ownership. Everybody knows that. Sell the team. Sell the team. <laughs> Hey, guys, Mile High Green Cross, you can still get 20% off when you sign up for their loyalty program. You can get that discount once per month. They're, they're located still right open, downtown. Baby. Yeah, still they're still open. open. They're an essential business, essential to our every- – My guy texted me the other day. He said, can you still buy grass in Denver? I said, A, no one says grass in 2020. <laughs> Are you calling me from the from the seventies? What yeah. is it? Are you calling me are you from te- a murder phone? Are you, are you like, texting me on a rotary phone? But B, like name a more essential business than weed in Denver. Yes, uh, that's not getting shut down, pal. I guess it's scooter. Uh, scooter. scooter. Yeah. Or, or if you can uh, if you can believe bumper stickers, it'd probably be ass and gas, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the other two. <laughs> oh man, they are located on Ninth and Broadway. Sign up for the loyalty program and receive 20% off your entire purchase once per month. That offer extends to current members. All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wynn, Eric Weedham, and uh, Brendan Vote. Here are the other two topics I've got for today, guys. Who would be your top Nuggets horse players? The NBA is okay. thinking about putting on a virtual horse game, which I don't know about you guys. I'm not too excited about. I've got, um, got a strong <laughs> feeling it won't be a good substitute. Yeah, I, I know we're like craving literally anything that has to do with NBA players, a 2K tournament that 
Yeah, it turns I out we're it turns watched. out we're not. It turns out we're not. No, dude, <laughs> we wanted one very specific thing from these guys. Yeah, yeah NBA basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, how this might work is players who have access to gyms, which I don't think is too many guys on the Nuggets. Maybe one or two players uh, would just shoot their shot, their horse shot, in the gym, and then you know somebody else in their gym would have to match it. I don't know. I don't have a lot of. Uh, a lot of strong feelings about this one, but who would be your top Nuggets horse players in a uh, game like this? In, well, in the past, I would have said Danilo Gallinari, who was constantly posting trick shots mm-hmm. uh, online all the time. He would be bouncing it off the walls and everything. So uh, you probably just have to go with the best shooters in general. It's probably Jamal Murray would probably be the, the number one horse player. Um, you think it's Jokic? Yeah, yeah, it's clearly Jokic. Yeah, it's clearly. Is that just because it has horse in the title? No, Jokic is one of those guys that, like, since since he was born, that was a good joke. I, I like, he, he just gets on the back of Dreamcatcher, or I guess in like uh, the harness of Dreamcatcher, and goes past this. Yeah, it's just roll. It just all of his shots. Perfect just, sits over his head. You know, all of his shots are just literal horse shots off the back of a horse. No, he is one of those guys that has been just like had touch and hand eye coordination since inception like he he came out the womb just knocking down hook shots without looking and i just think like if you watch these guys sh- like kind of shoot around in a gym some guys are working on their form and then there's Jokic who is just seeing what's the weirdest shit he could possibly do and and he nails them so i think he's yeah. easily that's easily the thing impressed. that's the thing we see these guys sometimes at the end of practice just bullshitting around and like Jokic will do some like absolute random stuff, like throwing the ball behind his back, off the backboard, like between his legs, bouncing it off the ground. Like he can do some of this stuff that nobody else can. He just has that gift. And you know who also has that gift? Bull Bull. That's why yes. he's my number two. I was going to say. Gonna, <laughs> my number great two. Pick. Great Jokic pick. and then Bull Bull are my top two. Bull Bull's uh, never missed a shot. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does some of that crazy stuff like Jokic. For sure. Does. I'm telling you. He has that that gene, whatever it is. Eric, it's, it's kind of a slight flex, but it is true. Like, it's so fun being in the gym for the – the kind of in-between moments where like the stuff yeah. that like these guys are just kind of dicking around like no one's looking, but like we're always looking and you'll just see <laughs> in the corner of your eye, Bobo just flips something up over his head without looking and it's cash. He's just one of those, <laughs> one of those types of dudes. All right. Well, you guys have the insight. Uh, I, I guess, I guess we got to go Jokic here, right? Like that's gotta be the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Jokic is one and uh, Bobo would be two. My third would be Jamal Murray. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about that actual shot Jamal Murray hit in the playoffs last year. Yeah. Oh, from behind the, yeah, behind the backboard. Yeah, and I can confirm that that is a shot I've seen him practice a lot. Like, he can practices confirm. that shot a ton. Every practice he's shooting from there. That was actually my number three. almost an underappreciated shot. My, like that was an ins- a ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. shot. The, the vantage point that my seats are from are like it's a little bit off from the um, one of the baskets, but it's such that I can get a really good perspective on how many shots are actually shot from behind the backboard that way. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody shoots one, I'm like, what are you doing? And then they go in like at a much higher clip than they should. Um, NBA basketball players are good at making baskets. I, it, I'm, it, I'm amazed to think that this could be a boring event, but I'm going to have to take your word for it since they, they tried it at the All-Star game. <laughs> 
They tried it at the All Star. Do you remember who Kevin Durant's competition was in that All Star game? For that no. in that horse game? No, who was it? It was Rajon Rondo. What? <laughs> Noted shot maker. Joe Johnson and <laughs> Omri Caspi. Yeah, that that <laughs> wow, why did my it... favorite. That wow. was the game of horse. Let's wow. run that group back for this one. <laughs> no. we'd, like, like, uh, we'd have to send out like a beacon for Omri Caspi. <laughs> He's just like, he's like, I'm available, guys. You see Paul Pierce said he wanted in, and I just – he tweeted, I'm in. And I, I just wish someone at the NBA would have tweeted back, like, no, no, Paul, we meant <laughs> – we meant players we care about. Um, Poor Paul. Poor, that uh, that um, farewell tour he threw for himself really did not – I mean, really sent him out of the NBA in the wrong way. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy – lose favor so fast post yeah. he went from cool to not cool overnight yeah too bad so I, I used to love paul pierce back in the day yeah, yeah. oh he was a killer man killer, when you man. actually it's like when you actually learned the truth yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh i got one more thing from social media but then we can get out of here gary harris posted a uh, picture of, on instagram of him back in his high school football playing days and Will Barton comments, I can't lie, you look elite. And then uh, Will Barton came back. He might have to pull an MJ, retire in hoops, and try his other sport. Gary Harris comments, if the season's done, I might just roll into the NFL season. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get spicy. The MJ thing was because he was too good at basketball. <laughs> Gary at the moment might be closer to the other end of that spectrum. Oh, uh, come on, come on. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. Can you imagine uh, two sports that would go together more poorly than NBA basketball and NFL football? Like to pull double, no, like, double Gary, duty. Gary, man, Gary just moves like a football player naturally. Oh, for sure. I think that's who he like kind of is in his soul, you know. But I just mean like you know how Deion Sanders would literally play football and baseball in the same week. Oh yeah. Would, um, to think like Gary Harris would be would come off a game against the Steelers and then roll into a game with the Clippers and he's just yeah. like bruised and battered, like can't move. Like, Gary Harris is questionable after getting absolutely <laughs> rocked by a strong safety two days ago. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd be the, the the precision required for basketball and the physicality of football are two of the worst combinations I can think of. Yeah. Okay. So so here's here's my theory. Do you remember during the NBA lockout when LeBron James and Kevin Durant had that indoor football game, that yes. flag football game? Greatest football game ever played. <laughs> that was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It was like LeBron and his high school buds against Kevin Durant and his high school buds. They had uniforms. It was like a flag football game on a full-length field. I'll never forget it. Were but they good? They were incredible. <laughs> yeah, like LeBron was a great high school football player. I'm sure Kevin Durant could have been. <laughs> at six eleven, he does not strike me as having a football player's frame. Kevin, Durant. put him at wide receiver and throw up a jump ball. You'll yeah. see how good at football he is. Is he fast? Yeah, those strides he's fast enough, dude. That's I mean, a, he's not. He's not NFL fast. No, but no, no. That's yeah. a premier flag football wideout target, Kevin Durant. Like that. But, I, but yeah, but like LeBron James could play in the NFL. Like Pro- probably, question. he With, could probably. There's no the probably team. about it. Like <laughs> yeah, they're different the kind of athletes. Yeah, right, like Gary Harris. Gary Harris could absolutely play in the NFL. Like Kevin Durant feels like he would just get lit. I, Gary, my understanding was Gary was really that good. Like he was totally. on he was. that track. He was. Yeah. 
he he told me once that he did not pursue football and instead pursued basketball simply because basketball was an indoor sport. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he was better at football though. He yeah. thinks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Have you remember that um, clip? Is it Jokic who threw it up yeah. to him when they were messing around? No, Jokic, Jokic tackled him. It was oh, tackled him because Gary <laughs> mossed him. Yeah. It was one of the most joyful clips I've ever experienced. I'd love to see yeah. it again. I miss our nugs. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway, to get back to my theory. So LeBron and Kevin Durant had this flag football game while the NBA was locked out. If the NBA gets to a point, and it seems like we might be on track here, where they're not paying players. Can NFL players just or, or NBA players organize all these flag football games and like all these random offseason stuff? Like if we can get back, you know, to groups of like ten or twenty while they're not paying players. It doesn't it depend on their contracts. Aren't there there's definitely guys who like are not allowed to participate? I was just gonna but say I'm, like I'm saying, but I'm that saying like if they're not yeah. snap fest. But if they're not paying <laughs> getting paid out with their contracts would mm-hmm. there be some clause they can invoke like a love of the game clause but right. football so, <laughs> so wait a minute so so how are they how is how are they making money from this flag football are this through sponsorships and things are we they, paying they to watch de- the they football? definitely could watch how fast yeah they get sponsors for that i first the of LeBron all the durant thing was just for fun but yeah yeah, I don't. I, I think that uh, I don't. I don't. You can't. No, you can't play football <laughs> if you're a basketball player. You just can't. You just can't do it. Like maybe they can get a uh, rock and jock softball challenge going. Um, but okay, nobody's watching that. About as many people are watching that as this upcoming horse tournament, <laughs> which is everybody. Is what you're trying to say. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we got. You guys got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, just a message of positivity and friendship for you both. Stay oh. safe. Safety oh, first. Thanks, man. Take care expect, of yourselves. I didn't expect that. I was uh, I was ready to defend myself, but you know what? Oh, I no. feel I feel the same level of camaraderie and positivity towards both of you and to everyone listening. And I hope that your quarantine life is going as uh, uneventfully as mine, but more, uh, but less depressing. That's Pretty what I'm hoping. For, for I won't you. even. I was gonna bully you for your hair and everything. <laughs> as well, you should. It, I, I've earned it. <laughs> All right, we've got DNBR watches coming up Wednesday night here. Nuggets, Mavs, game five. See if Denver can close out the series. And then um, on to the Lakers. I'm really hyped. I'm really hyped to get into the Lakers. I really want to watch this. Like Kobe, Kobe. I I remember these being like really hard fought, Mm. good games. I can't wait either. I can't wait either. All right, we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Before we get out of here, though, Green Mountain Dental Group still giving away a toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. Free Sonicare is an awesome little perk that they've been giving out for a while. So take advantage of that, guys. Take advantage. Up your toothbrush game. Remember, get a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, and they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush.